Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Happy Hamster Corner, a podcast about cute, adorable animals, as well as featured stories, collaborations, hamster tips, and so much more. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm super excited for you all to be listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Happy Hamster Corner. I am your host, Holly, and I'm super excited for today's collaboration, and I hope you guys enjoy it as well. I have on Ashley from Hamster Family 93. So, yeah, get ready for that, guys. Hello, everyone. I am here today with Ash from Hamster Family 93. And she's going to tell us some cool stuff about hamsters. Do you want to say hi? Hi, Holly. Hi, everyone. I hope you're all okay. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so let's start with how long have you owned hamsters or had your current hamsters that you have now? (laughs) So obviously a very long time. So I've got like most owners, I got my first hamster when I was around nine or ten years old. Uh, it was a male golden Syrian, and I called him oh. Harry, which is g- generic name for a Syrian hamster over here. <laughs> it's cute, Obviously, though. Obviously, he's a child. Yeah, it cute, except it, it, it went on from, you know, Harry to Harry 2 and then Harry 3. And I think we made it up to about Harry 5 before I finally changed the name. Oh my gosh, you're you're kidding, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, it was sort of a coping mechanism, I guess, to get over loss of my first pet. I just sort of wanted to carry on the tradition. Oh, that's so. actually really sweet. <laughs> I kind of love that. It's endearing. Since then, I haven't I haven't really not had a hamster, so. That puts it about 17 or 18 years that I've had hamsters now. Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. And you've had them quite... continuously? Yeah, so I guess when I was younger, as I say, to cope with passing, I would wait a few days out of respect and then we'd go to our local pet shop. It wasn't a big branded one, it was just a, a family run one. And uh, uh-huh. their hamsters were just always so nice. Honestly, I had the best hamsters from there. They were bred perfectly. They live long times. I never had any health concerns with them. Yeah, it just carried on from there, really. Oh, that's so cool. My parents let me have small animals, but they, they've always been sort of rescuers as well. You do have a lot of animals, but hey, the more the merrier. Is how I exactly. see it. <laughs> I mean, they're all happy here, or at least they, you know, to me, they've got the best of what I can give them, and they've mostly come from bag backgrounds or ones that people haven't wanted to spend money on um, health-wise. So they yeah. all sort of have their own little special needs, which does take time out of your day, but I absolutely love doing it. Anything for these little guys. Oh, you are a sweetheart. They bring me as much joy as what 
I try to give to them. And I don't think it'd ever be actually on par. That's how it should be, though. It's a give and take, you know? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes they don't want to come out and sometimes they're all over you. They all have their own personalities, pets do. It's amazing. There's one thing that it took us a while to, to watch out for was personalities. It's so fun to see them come out, too. You know, they're just like humans with that. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about how you got into rescuing hamsters. Yeah, so back in around 2015, basically our friend was moving from his home. Um, He couldn't take his two little Russian dwarfs with him. So we took those in. And that kind of started off after that. Then a family friend gave us a supposedly female Syrian, except it was a male. We decided to call him Walter because we were going through a breaking bad phase at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then it came to our third one. We'd gone into our big chain pet store, Pets at Home, at this point. They had an adoption section, floor ones that they hadn't sold. And there was this cute little pair of Russian dwarf hamsters. And they were called Bits and Bobs. They were both supposed to be male. After a lot of research, we found out that one was male and one was female and immediately separated them. A little bit too late, though, as a couple of weeks later, we actually had seven babies. Oh, my gosh. Um, It's like when we first saw them, we just couldn't leave them either because Bits, the female, was like guarding the male. If you'd sort of go in to try and touch him, she'd be there like protecting him. And it was just so cute that we just couldn't pass it up. Yeah, it's like if you wanted to take one, you had to take both. Yeah, she was like protecting him like he was the more timid one of the two. Oh, okay. Aww. And I mean, at that point, we still hadn't got our care properly down either because things were, I guess, changing a lot at this time, sort of within the hamster community and updating guidelines and information was becoming more and more readily available. Our care wasn't great at the time. I can definitely look back and say that. Um, But now we're good. Yeah. Well, we're always learning and growing with stuff like that. I just wanted people to know that things happen. You don't always have the right care and it does take your own research or somebody else to point it out. Exactly. And always take the criticism. You need to do the best for the animal. It's not about your ego. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) So Bits and Bobs had seven babies. We had three females and four males and we kept the three females and the four males went off individually to live with friends so that we could keep an eye on them and we'd always get pictures and updates it was just amazing just to be able to watch life grow and it was sort of from there after the babies that we realized that our care just wasn't adequate enough and that's when we took it up a notch and started bringing in you know appropriate hamster cages the best toys that we could find and the best foods and what to mix what to stay away from so i guess having so many made us do the more research and then it sort of took off from there so so every time one had passed i'd then go so we have enough space to be able to take in another one and it just sort of slowly grew Mm -hmm. but then with coronavirus over the past sort of year we have taken in more animals than ever due to people just panic buying them thinking that you know it'll keep the children entertained and then get it home oh no it bit me quick you know stick it on a selling site and obviously the cages are never never up 
the song did as well. That's crazy. Well, I'm glad that, you know, you're taking them into a good home and giving them proper care. And you're very sweet to do that. Well, we do it all out of our own pocket as well. It's not something that we do for ourselves. We do it for the animals. You know, we see how badly and how unfair, especially small animals a treat is and we have a lot of love to give and that's why we've taken in so many and even now what have we got 20 hamsters two rabbits two guinea pigs and four gerbils oh it's a lot but it's our life now I, I wouldn't see it any other way we see ourselves doing this until until we physically cannot anymore oh i love that that's so sweet you guys are amazing like seriously i struggle to take a lot of compliments everyone always says you know it's, it's so good what you do and everything and it's i know but it is not about me it's about the animals you know that's why i do it yeah i know like yes it it is you and you are like a very sweet person to do that because these other people just get the animal yeah okay it'll keep the kids entertained we didn't do any research we don't know anything about it oh, okay like cool we'll just discard of it it doesn't matter but it does matter it is a living creature and it deserves love and attention and a good home and you are able to provide that for more animals than the average person which is absolutely amazing yeah. We're very fortunate and able to take in these yeah. animals because a lot of places, you know, can't. I know that our local RSPCA has been pretty full. You know, it just all it takes is that love and attention. I have the time to be able to do it, so why not? Yeah, and you're a very sweet person to do that and be able to provide that, especially out of your own pocket as well. We have the Amazon wish list, you know, if anybody did want to sort of help with anything. But I think the main cost is definitely the vets. And I wouldn't do it any other way. You know, the animals come first. I chose to take in this animal. So it's my responsibility that they get exactly what they need. Exactly, yeah. And that was one of the things I put on this podcast was to make sure that you have a vet fund just in case on hand just because you never know maybe you will never use it but just because they're a small animal and they don't live long doesn't mean that they don't deserve good care do you have a story that you want to share i have so many stories <laughs> we took in a hamster called alaska she wasn't looked after properly she had not really been held or anything and I was sitting on the sofa with her sort of trying to get her used to me and she was just she was being really sweet just sort of crawling around and my partner brought me in a sandwich and I thought I'll just give her a little bit longer I'll, I'll just start on this sandwich because she was just happily sort of you know walking around on me giving me a good sniff yeah. and um, the next thing I know my sandwich feels a little bit lighter <gasps> and I look down and she has snatched a full slice of <gasps> bacon from my sandwich and is running away <laughs> with it. Oh my gosh! So I immediately run in to sort of like grab her whilst trying not to let my sandwich fall on the floor so that I can get this bit of bacon <laughs> from her. And she would not give it up. She was not oh happy. I think that's got to be one of my favourite moments. I definitely highlight. I had my brother stay with me at the time. I think if my brother hadn't seen it as well, I think people would have thought I'd imagined it. Yeah. 
I can just imagine. Yeah. She was already a little chunky as well. So it's kind of like, you know, you, you really don't need that bacon. Not that you're supposed to eat it anyway, but. Oh you know. my gosh. Well, yeah, she thought she. <laughs> was entitled to she it. She thought she was going to get away with it. That is great. <laughs> Alaska the bacon snatching yeah. hamster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I'm glad. <laughs> oh, that is a fun story. That's uh, one of my highlights. Yeah, that is a highlight. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> See, and that's ones that like... I've got tears in my <laughs> eyes thinking about it. It's like one of those stories, and this this right here is like another reason I started this podcast, because like, you have stories like this that you want to tell about your hamster or, you know, like, but it's like you didn't record that. You didn't have your phone out to like, record yeah. her to like stealing this bacon. It's just an experience that happened. And <laughs> you telling that story in this way, you can hear it a lot better and get the point across and oh I just love that because okay sorry <laughs> I just wanted to say that no, it's fine yeah oh it's just a hamster that 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 won't have happened it's like are you there <laughs> Do you, have you seen a hamster before yeah they, they like to uh, run away with food and try and hoard it in their pouches quite often I'm pretty surprised she didn't try and oh my it, gosh but... <laughs> that would have been so funny well, she's well, trying to pouch the whole thing of bacon. Yeah, we're lucky with that one. <laughs> yeah, then you you would not be getting that bacon back. <laughs> no. I, I haven't made the same mistake of trying to eat and control a new hamster oh at the same gosh. time. That is great. <laughs> I do just want to say, though, was a disclaimer, she, she, she only got a very small amount and we did keep an eye on her health afterwards because obviously bacon is saturated and salt and fat and she was perfectly fine so no hamsters were harmed (laughs) in this story exactly no just me yeah (laughs) my poor sandwich just your poor sandwich in your stomach so what is the most important part about rescuing hamsters for you so whether it's rescuing or um owning hamsters before getting your pet check around your local vets make sure that they have a vet that's established with small animals try googling the vet all the vets and seeing if there's any reviews of them online check the pricing for a general health check and put that money to one side so in the future you know if you need to go then you've got the money already there before getting the animal find out if they do out of hours because hours will if I ring, I go through to sort of a national health uh, helpline and then they get my vets to come out to the surgery. Uh, so as I say, I've had operations at three o'clock in the morning before and it's it's really good. But obviously the, there is a higher price with that. So probably ask what the base charge for out of hours is and maybe try and keep that to one side as well. And if any of it's too much money, see if there's any local charities or shelters that would help or have reduced costs. If it is too expensive, even still, then maybe reconsider getting an animal. I think that is the most important part is if you don't feel that you're going to be able to keep up with meeting their demands, then just reconsider for now, maybe put it on the back burner. Don't just do it on a whim. Yeah, 
I mean, that that's perfect advice for anybody who is considering getting a pet, any type of pet. Another thing I've got is every hamster has a different personality, which is what we touched on earlier. Um, some will like to come out, some will not like to come out. And we just want to say as well, don't give up. Um, after only a few attempts, it can take months to be able for a hamster to get to know you properly and for you to get to know your hamster. And some of them you won't see as often. So it's just, it's about giving them time and some of them, you know, won't come around, but then you have a different bond with them. I don't know whether it's obviously mentioned Victoria Rachel, but she put a video out about hamsters that don't like to come out and, you know, not to be worried. But I do just want to say that you really should check on your animals every single day, because especially with something so small, things can go wrong so quickly and it can end in disaster. And just as an example, we had Michelle a few weeks ago who I just I just had a feeling I went in to check on her because she doesn't get up very often. She hasn't had a very good life. She prefers to just sort of hide. She will come out and have a good treat and let you pet her. But she, she likes to go back to her cage. But I hadn't seen her all day and I don't think I'd seen her the night before either. And I went to check on her and she was covered in blood. And I was so lucky to get to her when I did because the vet said that she'd lost so much blood that she was at risk of basically dying. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately, she didn't. She 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 went in for surgery and uh Basically, she had a small cyst that had managed to grow within the space of a couple of days and burst, except it wouldn't stop bleeding on its own. So she had to go in for surgery for them to stop the bleeding. But things can change so quickly. So I do recommend, you know, just going in and having a little check or getting a pet camera so that you can see them up and about. But you could really do with getting them out because lumps and bumps do come up very fast on rodents and the quicker you get to it the quicker you know the animal won't be in pain and it won't escalate further because you know that you need to keep an eye on it from then on and seek medical attention um, as necessary every single day try and do a health check on your hamster it just sort of got to me a little bit with the fact that she was like you know leave your hamster alone and I was like, you can't do that. You know, Michelle is living proof of if I'd have not bothered to check on her just because she doesn't like to come out, then she would have passed away. Yeah, you got to make sure that they're but doing okay. But she's here with us. She's living. She's living her best life. She's about to be moved back into a, well, her standard cage from the hospital cage. Well, I'm glad she's doing good now, but yeah, that is a very, very good point. So thank you so much for sharing that. I feel bad having to say the story to be able to get my point across, but and obviously, you know, it's just one of the things that I noticed that we should be doing and not just leaving yeah. them to just do their own thing. Because it's, it's for their benefit at the end of the day, and they would appreciate it if they understood exactly why you were, you know, checking over them. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, like, their health is important, you know? Yeah. Don't force your hamster out if they don't want to come out, but you still need to check on them and their well-being. 
it's just nice to talk to like-minded people that understand exactly the same way that you feel and you're not being judged for being a crazy <laughs> hamster person or a crazy raven no, person. No, yes, I ser- like seriously, I feel the same way and like connecting with different people in this community and talking with people for this podcast it's like we all have the same idea about it and it's so cool to meet other people like all over the world that feel the same way that I do anything else you want to add yeah I just want to say a big thank you to you and what you're doing uh, for the hamster community by giving us another platform to be able to share our opinions and our tips our stories and just another place that we can all come together and be be happy so I just yeah want to thank you and Petra (laughs) for that thank you I appreciate it and yeah I wouldn't I would not be sitting here in front of a mic talking to you if it was not for Petra (laughs) everything you do (laughs) There's a hidden meaning behind everything. Exactly. I ate a sandwich today. It was for They they got you exactly where they want you. (laughs) Like, I ate a sandwich with an extra piece of bacon just for Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I've done that before. Like, when I I last had a bacon sandwich, it was probably a little while ago now. And I actually was like, this is for you, Alaska. And I just sat there eating it, thinking of Alaska. And then nearly choked on her. (laughs) It's just, you know, that'll always be her sort of little thing. I know. I'm going to think of that now when I eat a bacon. (laughs) When I eat bacon or bacon on a sandwich, I'm going to think of that. Exactly. You know, it's the little thing. Thank you so much for sharing that. (laughs) Uh, It's no problem. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on here and chatting with me and sharing your expertise. (laughs) It's no problem. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. So I hope you guys all enjoyed that awesome collaboration with Ashley from Hamster Family 93. Go ahead and check out her Instagram and show her some love. Okay. So now that brings me to Holly's hamster tip of the week this week. I don't have drumroll sound effects, (laughs) but maybe sometime in the near future. I don't know. But Holly's hamster tip of the week this week is adopt. Please don't shop. Always adopt a pet first if you have the means to do so. Of course, all hamsters and pets deserve love for sure, but try to adopt first before shopping. So since this episode was full of awesome information and Ashley and I had such a great conversation, I'm not going to be featuring any other write-ins for this episode, but those will resume next week, so get ready for that. And speaking of write-ins, if you do want to be featured on this podcast, let me know, send me a message on Instagram at Petra the Hamster. Or if you want to come on the podcast and chat with me for a little bit, tell some stories, tips, or tricks about your hamster, 
go ahead and send me a message on there as well. I am always wanting to meet you guys, talk with you guys, and collaborate. It's so much fun and I enjoy having each and every one of you on this podcast. So if you ever want to be featured, let me know. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, share it with a friend, like it, subscribe, all that jazz. (laughs) You can expect new episodes every single Friday since Fridays are the best day of the week. Let's be honest here. Well, actually, no, that's just my opinion. (laughs) But anyway, so you guys have a wonderful weekend and I will see you guys next week for another episode. And of course, as always, have a happy one, guys. <laughs>